Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. So we went through the wall and we landed in the border town to Iceguard, which is like this little Nordic fishing village, and we landed in their tavern. And they looked at us funny, and we just kind of strolled right out the door, because we were like, clearly this is a thing that people do all the time. And we all kind of like hung out on the beach with the dudes from the inn in Sigil that we picked up. But then Iraq went back in and tried talking to the guys, and that didn't go very well. It went fine. It ended up in a challenge where the villagers surrounded Iraq. Then Iraq drank a potion, breaking their taboo against magic in this honor fight, and grew to be the size of a giant. Deceiving in the playing field. They were very big. I did some magic mm-hmm. things, because the magic taboo had already been broken. So I figured, why not? I casted Suggestion on the leader to, like, chill out, basically. And so he did, because he had already drawn blood on E-Rock. Not included. What I want to know is how exactly do you go about requesting this? Tell me, uh, what, what does Baron do and what's on the wall? So staring upon a giant body of water, I am obviously feeling very out of my element. Okay. I was really hoping it was at the top of the mountain. Yeah, that's great, baby. So look, that's why, <laughs> that's why I walked out to the water. And I'm looking at this water just going, oh, this is just no place for a dwarf. Oh, Morden. This is just too much. Please send me something or someone who can help guide us through this horrid, horrid water and towards this maelstrom so I can take these lads and point over there and we can just go to glory. Immediately, all three of you, the 12 lads with you, and anyone who's wandering around the town is blind. You all have the blind condition. (laughs) Alright, I trust you. (laughs) A massive beam of celestial light. And you see kind of floating down on this beam is this huge, muscular, hairless, opalescent, greened-skinned, white, feathered-winged humanoid. Pretty. Morden has sent you a planetar. Tears stream down my <laughs> snotty beard. <laughs> he just kind of lowers himself like he just kind of came out of nowhere. I turn over my shoulder and I look to you guys and I said, I told you we were like this! And cross my fingers. Immediately, everyone in the village is uh, just dumbstruck. And in this sort of deep, resonating voice, he says, Burn! 
of the Bron Anvil clan. That's me. <laughs> I'm just talking to Myra at that moment. I'm not even paying attention to you. <laughs> you have called for aid, and your liege has seen fit to answer. And when he finally lands on the ground, you like come up to his, you know, ankle bone. Jesus. Okay. He's just massive. It, every time he talks, it's so resonant that your whole body, body vibrates and shakes in an uncomfortable way. And he, his eyes just seem to pierce right through you as though he can see every single thing you have thought or done. It's all good. It's all good. Except for that one time. I, I swear. Was in don't scary. think about it. Don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't think about it. <laughs> And I just, I hold my arms out of the sky, completely just exposed, and say... I think this is the first time... No, this is only, what, the second time Baron has actually seen a celestial environment or light? I think maybe. It was the first time was when you got called, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. I say, we have work to do, and there's an obstacle between us and our task. If you could be so kind, help us get to this maelstrom, and then that's, you, you can go home. He says, the maelstrom is a portal between this world and another. It opens at the same time, thrice daily. Just there. And this whole time, this guy is talking to me. Everybody in town is just like, I mean, it's just, you feel like you are being assaulted with sound, right? Mm -hmm. Your whole body's just vibrating. And he kind of just kind of points not far off from the shore. Maybe 300 yards tops. Mm -hmm. So he points out to some spot there, and he turns towards you, and he waves one of his hands like this. And as he waves his hand like this, this boat just kind of comes into existence. Almost like it was there the whole time. You know, he's just kind of... Uncovering it. Uncovering (laughs) it. And it's white and gold. And he looks down at you, and he says, Bairn of the... Brawn Anvil Clan, this will lead you unerringly through the maelstrom. Sounds great. I say, it's a beautiful boat. For my payment. I um, pull my bag of holding around. <laughs> like, I reach way down in. Ready? And uh, I pull out a satchel only about this big, wrapped in leather, or cloth, and I unfold, 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 and I pull out a single but highly bejeweled dagger. Mm -hmm. Hoping that the sentiment of this is what he can see. Mm -hmm. Well, not only do they have true sight, automatic true sight, but they also have the ability to perceive everything that's going on in your head, so you can't lie to them, you can't deceive them, you can't... So I've held on to this, even though it's not magical, it's very nicely made, but it was a gift given to me for services rendered to my people by the queen, mm-hmm. of the sitting queen of the dwarven people. And letting go of this hurts. And I just hold it up. He's standing there and he says, For my payment, I ask only one thing. And I quickly shove it back in the... <laughs> <laughs> okay! Oh, yes, right, yes. yes. So right. that's okay. <laughs> Hang on to this. Is that where you're just... I'll put this... I just, you know, I just like to make sure it's there once in a while. Yeah, yeah, I really it's love it. There. It's still there. Oh, I just, you know, it's sentimental. Um, he says, I ask only one thing. Tell no lie. 
that feels good. I typically go that route anyway. And I say, I bow and say, it is packed. And again, this white blinding light, giving everyone bl- the blinded condition again, floods the area. And when you can see again, Baron, mm-hmm. kind of rubbing your eyes and like, okay, all right, you see nothing but the boat sitting there. Cool. I just say to the townsfolk, your flattened friend should be glad that we were not offended. <laughs> and then I hold up my hand, mm-hmm. and the hammer flies into it. Okay. And I put it back away. Okay. <laughs> and I say, who's up for a boat? And so I say, actually, who's up for a boat? <laughs> I say, anyone know how to drive a boat? <laughs> the Celestial said it will lead you unerringly through the maelstrom. Oh, it's an automatic. <laughs> it's an Uber boat. <laughs> I just make my way towards the boat. It looks really nice. It's big enough that I won't feel I'm on the water. It is very nice. It is very, very pretty. Iraq. Everybody on the boat. The SS Oak Can member. Can you tell me again what your new hit point total is? 69. Uh, 69. 69, that's right. I remember. How could you forget? I, I <laughs> Grayson remembered. It's true. Good job, Grayson. All right. That will probably be the only time I ever use that spell. <laughs> it's in the bucket of cool abilities I never think to use. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Baron, you uh, climb up onto the boat. Aspen? Mm-hmm. The people that are with you, um, they do so pretty much just out of sheer dumbfoundedness. They're just like, what the hell was all of that about? I look, I look at them as they're rushing into the boat, mm-hmm. I go, bear, bear, bear. <laughs> they kind of look at each other, yeah, 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 That's rawr, right, to rawr, the boat! <laughs> <laughs> and they all march onto the boat, and you're all standing on the boat now. And I go, Tor, 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 Yeah, they're all chanting and shouting, you know, on the boat as the boat sits there. Another hour goes by. That's not, no, we wouldn't sit there for another hour. <laughs> I do say, man, Mark would totally dig this boat. <laughs> it's just covered in... Should we like extra filigrees and stuff? Should we like lower the sails and st- stuff? You don't see any sails. I say you don't see a rudder. You don't see a steering wheel. Oars. I say you'll see oars. Boat go. Boat begin. Okay, boat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you try all sorts of things, and the boat just sits there. Well, Do we I need to push. So I, know. I chime in okay. and go. I'm not sure if you remember what he said or no. it said. I was really distracted. Um, <laughs> yeah. But while I couldn't see anything, I, I could feel and hear. I did hear him say, or it, or whatever that thing was, uh, that it'll just kind of just kind of takes us there when it's time. So it'll do its thing. Yeah, we we don't. I believe we don't have to do anything. All right, lads, smoke them if you got them. <laughs> All right, so uh, over the next two hours, several poker, poker games break out. <laughs> no punchy face, though. No punchy it's face. not the time. It's not the time for punchy face. The time for punchy face is long past. Yeah, you know, th- that happens for a while. There's some ch- I mean, it, it's kind of dull waiting. But finally, about where the Celestial pointed. Oh, 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 oh. Can oh, I? Oh, oh, may, oh, oh, may, oh. I, may I? Yeah. Um, I do take this time. I, I gotta keep remembering I need to do some stuff in, in moments of downtime. I do say, oh, I guess we're gonna be here for a while. So I sit down, I pull some equipment out of my bag of holding, and I lay it out, and you see many little, um, Pink highly tools. detailed picks, uh-huh. and tiny little scratchers, and tiny little files, and then I pull out that large moonstone. Okay. 
And I just go, well, this will happen when it happens, and I start ching, 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 ching. Start working away on it. Mm-hmm. Um, after a couple hours of you working on that, you you look up and you see about where the celestial pointed, a swirl of purple and black and lightning begin to kind of form. And as it swirls, it gets larger and larger and larger and larger and larger until it grows to the point where it's filling up the entire horizon. Yikes. And the boat begins to move. At first, kind of slowly. And then it begins to pick up speed. And more speed. And it's going like a bolt, man. Straight... It's like the clipper. Straight at the center of this thing. Just... And uh, you're really cooking now across the water. And the maelstrom is approaching. The 12 fellas you have with you are all just kind of like... You can see they... They're beginning to wonder if this is really what they signed up for, right? We have to get to 88 knots. <laughs> yeah, so, the, you know, you can tell they are very distraught by the circumstances. Aspen, what, what's going through your brain this whole time? I mean, Aspen has been on a bunch of, of crazy adventures and been through a bunch of portals, so he's just excited for the ride. He thinks this is really cool to be moving so fast. I'm looking for approval from Erog. That's some good magic, right? It's good stuff, right? Yeah, but you didn't do it. You hear a very large sigh from a very huge dwarf. Sam, the right now is huge. His wings blotted out the sun. I am not impressed. Oh my god, what is that? This isn't magic, Baron. (laughs) Where was he all those other times? (laughs) I mean, you gotta gotta use these things sparingly. It's like calling in favors. We call it a lottery. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> All right. Sure enough, it hits the edge of that maelstrom and plunges right into it. You see all of this swirling purple black clouds, this lightning crackling. There is kind of a blue light that begins to glow at the end of this swirling mass almost like a sideways whirlpool. Only instead of you riding the currents, uh, the boat that you're on is going straight through the middle. There's no way knowing (laughs) (laughs) which way we are going. (laughs) Perfect. If you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcast, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. And it erupts through this into this blue lighted area, and you can see that the sun is just beginning to rise in Isgard. And the sight is really something quite spectacular. You find yourself uh, in the water, moving towards the shore of this mountainous sort of landmass. But all around you, you see a whole variety of landmasses, some the size of continents, seeming floating along on rivers of earth. It is a very impressive sight to behold. 
all of the plane is not put together like a planet. In fact, it, it's more put together like a bunch of continents that float on their own currents. Is it like the floaty Earth things in Avatar, maybe? Yeah, only the islands are the size of Australia. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, I mean, this is massive land masses just kind of floating through what seems to be atmosphere. And you see where there are, where there's oceans connected to these land masses, and when the oceans get to where the edge of whatever this land mass is, you see the water just kind of trickle off into mist. It's pretty. Creating little rainbows. <laughs> underneath some of them, you can see in other directions, you can kind of see underneath these, these rivers of continents, and you see a land that is scorched with volcanoes and flame and fire. And every once in a while, you hear a rumble. Water you're in shakes and moves as though there's an earthquake. And the boat continues its beeline straight for shore. Upon getting into the shallow water, it comes to a stop. And you see in front of you a long beach. And at the end of the beach, you see a forest. And beyond the forest, hills, and beyond the hills, a gigantic mountain. I like this better than the last place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so here you are on this shore. Occasionally you see people fly by on flying beasts. Is there a town? You don't see a town anywhere. You see further down the beach, you can see two big guys duking it out. How far away is it? About uh, 150 yards to the guys who are duking it out. I start walking towards them. Okay. I guess so. E-Rock is walking towards the guys duking it out. Baron, ask him what would you like to do. I guess I'm following E-Rock. I don't really have a plan. So at this point, well, we have made it to the plane of... Iceguard. Uh, Iceguard. Yeah. But now we have to... Get across this plane to where Saloon lives. Okay. So she has, have... like, a region on the edge of the plane. And then in that realm is Timora's city called the Great Wheel. She so has could... her casino on her on her treaty land. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> As I walk away, I go, might as well ask the locals. <laughs> That's right. Is that ever going to wear off? <laughs> it's like 24 hours of E-Rock the size of, see, huge is the size of a hill giant. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the great thing, too, about it is everything he was wearing grew to that. So he has a huge staff. His robes are huge. The Cheeto crumbs in his beard are the size yeah. of small boulders. And, he's, and I speak with the same intelligence, too, so it's a, a very smart giant. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite a sight to see. And if you thought the B.O. was bad when he was your size... <laughs> all, of his, all of his horrible lice... And I thought it was bad when he was my size! <laughs> it's natural smell. It's, it's a natural... It's an oak and musk. It's part of my paleo diet. <laughs> <laughs> Means I'm in ketosis. <laughs> Get used to it. It's how to keep my form. <laughs> so the thing that we need to know now is which direction to go, right? Or where to go. Yeah. You notice that the boat fades in the same way Ooh! you <laughs> just start running off the boat. <laughs> yeah. hmm. Okay, I, I'm trying to think of what to do, but I follow E-Rock. Okay, E-Rock, as you make your way there, you notice that um, these guys are, are not pulling any punches. 
Yeah, they're going right for it. They're going right for it, and with every hit, you know, they laugh and hoot and holler until finally one of the no, guys it's punch face, the punchy face. <laughs> until finally, it's a game that's sweeping the plane. <laughs> until finally, one of the guys takes the other guy's head off, nice. and the body just falls, and he goes. <laughs> And he puts his axe down on the ground next to him. He sits down on the guy's body. <laughs> he pulls out this barrel, this little tiny small barrel, pulls the bung out, and just starts drinking it's down a bunch of it's mead. Time? <laughs> I walk over and I'm clapping, so it's okay. like a big slow clap. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Okay, he kind of looks up at you. He says, ah, a giant. It's been a while since I slain one of those. Before we move to that, I need to get to Saloon's realm. Mm. You don't talk like a giant. No. But can I? <laughs> and I go to slap Aspen, and I stop. <laughs> right in front of him. I'm like, oh. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Would not have been a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right now you are getting used to this uh, new newfound size you have. <laughs> and he looks at you and he goes, Who? Saloon. I've never heard of him. How, how do I get to the other side of this plane? Is that over the mountain or through the woods? Well, you walk. Through the or woods? Or you can take a boat. There's water all the way around? He says, of course, if you die... And you die with honor. And he kind of slaps the guy, the guy, the dead guy he's sitting on, kind of slaps him in the ass. <laughs> and you die with honor, the Valkyries will resurrect you. <laughs> I look around. <laughs> These Valkyries. Yeah. And I go, when do they come? Does it take a day? <laughs> so it'll happen soon enough. Usually it's on the next sunrise. Oh, a day, huh? Are there any towns around here? I can't ever recall seeing one. Yeah. Uh, this sounds really lonely. No! There's nothing lonely about it. It's about self-reliance. Living off the land, living off your own resources, and slaughtering all those idiots who keep telling you that bad turtle joke. And he slaps that guy again in the ass. Well, thanks. <laughs> I reached out. And I put my hand in front of Aspen. Mm-hmm. And I go, come on! <laughs> uh, okay. So I pick him up and throw him on my shoulder. Kay. Did you follow? Yeah. All right. So I turn around and I go, he's no help! <laughs> yeah. And I was like, let's just go to the woods I'm or contemplating the, 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 <laughs> the philosophy he just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> so you could fight. Yeah, I like so someone. Like, good luck slaying! I like honor. I hope they're evil. I know. But would you kill your friend? <laughs> Even if it was honorable way to kill. Oh, is this, is lots of, this is very perplexing. <laughs> All right, you start walking. Are you walking towards the forest then? Yeah. Okay. But you can kill an enemy with honor. But you can. I'm not mm. sure. There's much logic in it. <laughs> it's just endless death for a god. Ha 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 ha. I think on this plane, technically, it's for multiple gods. Oh, yeah? I stop, and I reach into my sack. You want to learn a little bit about it? And I pull out this big book. <laughs> it's huge now. 
<laughs> and I'm just like, uh... Aspen's reading <laughs> while on his shoulder. In the index. Oh. Beheading for I, I didn't know that one. All right, let's tell you a little bit about Iceguard. <laughs> you have all kinds of things in your book about this plane. Okay. Uh, Raphnel the Bold, a uh, Iceguardian petitioner, is quoted as saying, It's a perfect day to die, just like yesterday and the day before. He Ice- gives it five stars. Every day's a perfect day. <laughs> Iceguard's a plane on an epic scale with soaring mountains, deep fjords, and dark caverns that hide the secret forges of the dwarves. A biting wind always blows at a hero's back, and many of the petitioners are heroes who've been slain in battle a thousand times. These petitioners don't call on proxies to help them in times of trouble, for they are martial glory-seeking and fully able to defeat primes and cocky planars who ignore Iceguard's code of honor. From the freezing fjords and many scattered settlements to the sacred groves of the elves, the terrain is partially settled by petitioners and planars who want to triumph on their own. If they fail, they'll do it on their own, too. When they band together, few bloods can stop them. But the proud Iceguardians only join forces in an emergency. Most Iceguardians are stubborn burks, and they consider charity an insult. Here's the chant. Iceguard is where anyone can make a name. A town's founded just by pulling longships up onto shore and turning the masts and ribs into long hauls. An Iceguard, a basher can wrestle with the proxies and even win. In a place where petitioners die each day and then get up for a hearty breakfast, anything is possible. Your guide to the plains notes that only petitioners, those who, by the nature of the lives they have lived or by the nature of their existence, are native to this plane, are afforded the luxury of dying and getting up in the morning. Right. (laughs) 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 So, there's that. Okay. Highlighted. Yes. Highlighted, circled, (laughs) exclamation points. In terms of uh, spells and magic, uh, spells and magic on this plane are all controlled by uh, the power known as Loki. Okay. And so everything either doesn't work, or if it works, it only works in the way that Loki desires it to work in that moment. Okay. All magic. That should be fine, because they're aligned in their chaotic chaotic energies. But not necessarily in their desires. (laughs) That's true. In terms of spells, that's also assuming that you can get the spells to work because every single spell requires an appropriate rune that can only be gained on this plane and used on this plane for that specific spell. Interesting. Oof. Odin placed a ban on all magics except those that are activated by runes. Okay. So we are spell neutral right now? Or yeah. spell nil? Yes. Spell nil. <laughs> yes, indeed. Given I have no runes at the moment, I don't think I have any. Got the one on my hammer. You do have one on your hammer, which is, which helps out significantly. All right, so that's the essence of what is contained in your book. Okay. I relay all that information okay. uh, to Baron, because I know Aspen was reading um, it. There are some chief powers on the plane. Chief among them on this plane, obviously, is Odin. And he controls all sources of knowledge and power. Okay. I've heard of the Odin guy. I kind of like him. 
Yeah, I think Baron would, would get down with Odin, although Odin can be a little m- mysterious. But the Loki guy sounds like a real pain in the... <laughs> Our next review comes from uh, Splinters of a Broken Sun, and it's titled Joy Included, and it's five stars. They write, this show brings me joy. There's a great cast of interesting, well, I hesitate to say heroes, but really, that's the best kind of cast. What's even better is that these interesting characters have players who go all in, and their passion for this project, combined with DM Quinn's capable guidance, carries the show to fun and fascinating places. From battling dragons to hiding in wells, Heroes Not Included delivers the entertainment. Give them a listen now. You know, the well thing should have become a reoccurring NPC. It's already pretty much reoccurring <laughs> in Iraq's life. And that wasn't my creation either. <laughs> this would have been, yeah, this would have been a great, like, hey, we need to c- go consult the garbage well oracle. <laughs> Or I have some some spell cast that relays whatever is said down the well to me telepathically. Yeah, hang on, I'm answering prayers. Should <laughs> 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 be great, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh. We enjoy the well as well. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally, our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero.